Welcome to come uh, follow up directly on last week when I had water dripping on me, uh, filtered through my dirty clothes, my dirty underwear. Uh, that those clothes didn't even dry. Uh, I don't know if that was the uh, point of anticipation, but I just wanted to, I guess you know, keep a recurring uh, plot line going through these podcasts. Uh, took three days. I mean, I eventually wore the underwear because I had you know nothing clean, but uh, all that was for nothing. So. Right off the bat. Also, to follow up, the uh, Royal Family, they finally named this kid. I don't know if I mentioned this last week. I think they did that uh, they wanted to name it something that, you know, conjured up not just the English or British uh, spirit, but also the American spirit, some kind of cross transatlantic name for the kid. And what did they land on? Archie. Fucking Ar- Archie. This is the kid's, the, kid's, the kid's name is fucking Archie. This beautiful biracial monarch baby, uh, this royal, the, the royal family's first uh, multiracial biracial kid, is named Archie in the spirit of transatlantic. I, I don't understand. I don't get it. Um, a couple. Of, I mean, of course, there's the Archie comic, which um, I, I didn't realize the royal family was that into Archie comics. I didn't. You know, I haven't read them in a while. Um, I don't. They hold up. I, I liked them as a kid. I found the, the artwork uh, comforting. I guess uh, you get them in the supermarket. The Archie digests. I don't know if they were even current when I was a kid in the nineties. Were they? Uh, were these stories from the sixties? They might. Have, they were like Bazooka Joe comics. There was, there was no. It's not comedy. Like I don't know what what kind of the de- kind of you know degenerate gets a job working for Archie comics. Um, you know, you, you think, I'm, I'm going to be a comic book writer or comic book author. I mean, you know, you may not like comics. I'm not a huge comic guy, but the, the stuff they did had uh, some edge to it. There's a creative flurry. But, you know, who who went? Is it just the mediocre people who landed Archie, or is it like a Christian fundamentalist? Uh, like, yeah, we, we don't need to have Batman, you know, shaking down criminals. We can just have this fucking horny teenager fumble his way around a bunch of tits. And, uh, and and his friend with a crown I, is he supposed to be? I've heard he's get a, a, a gay figure. I don't know if it's a true thing. Or, or that's just something like Kevin Smith movie. But whatever. They've remade this Archie shit into the Ridgewood, Riverdale, River, Riverdale. That's it. I haven't watched it. I don't. You know. I don't get how the WB. They still call the WB whatever Channel Eleven is fucking. You know. What the kids? What the kids get these days? It's just like hypersexualized. Uh, shitty comics. You know, what, what, what's next? A fuckable Casper? Casper the friendly ghost who jerks off your hand? I mean, you know, jerks off your dick with his hand. He doesn't even have hands, does he? Does Casper the friendly ghost have a hand to jerk me off with? I don't know, but uh, that could be, you know, something uh, in, in the WB's Casper show where he just jerks off people in a platonic way. You know, more like, you know, hey, uh, you know, we're just two guys sitting around. Um, there's nothing gay about this. Another thing, they're all being gay, but he's just—it's not sexual. Even is the point. Um, but but is, is that so? Is that what the royal family's trying to you know invoke with this whole uh, name of this kid Archie, or is it um, Archie Bunker? Is that is that their view of America now? Just like this kind of racist grandpa who's tongue cheek. I. Uh, I mean, they should they should name him Nick Apollo. Get it? Ha! 
I wonder if they, they, they would be, it'd be nice if they named him after Nick DiPaolo. He's been having a bad week. It kind of reminds me of Archie Bunker, but you know, instead of it being like the racist guy with the heart of gold, it's just you know a guy. I mean, I don't know if you heard Nick DiPaolo put out an album uh, for free on YouTube because it was too dangerous uh, for Netflix. He said and too uh, honest for Comedy Central, and uh, he basically did a, a pretty bad Photoshop of. Um, him flipping off the a bunch of protesters and Black Lives Matter protesters and Me Too protesters, which seems to me to be an odd uh, fallback. Like if if your whole position, which you know, you kind of pretend to be, is like you know, I'm just sick of being told what to say, and then you you know, the person you immediately go after are like Black Lives Matter protesters who I, I guess uh, he's one of these people who looks at Black Lives Matters and goes, you know, these people are just. Uh, out to get cops, you know, fired. I mean, if you, if you have to look at the landscape out there and say, I mean, these cases, uh, you know, I, I don't, even to give the benefit of the doubt to the opposition, I mean, they're shooting kids. They're shooting fucking, I mean, maybe that's, maybe, look, I, I, we're not going to give a shit when they shoot this kid, you know, they fucking, I'm not trying to get political here. Well, yeah, yeah, what am I talking about? I'm always getting political. But, you know, this with a Tamir Rice woman, they, they fucking... Oh, he had a gun. They fucking shot him before they even like they were stumbled out of the car shooting that kid. And we're gonna pretend like they go where they they going too far. They're attacking police. Shut the fuck up. But you know, DePaulo he had to apologize. He put one of the people. I'm sorry to laugh. <laughs> one of the people he put on there was like a, like like a slain. I don't know if he was who he was slain by. It's still I think it's still kind of sketchy. But like a Black Lives Matter protester who was killed last year, and someone called him out on it, and he had to be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." So, I mean, you know, why not put him on, you know, name the baby after him instead of Archie Bunker? That's what I'm saying. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's it, would, it would, you know, I, I think I'm not, like, feeling too sorry for Nick DiPaolo. It was a stupid move, and uh, I don't think it came from a good place. But, you know, as a priest of a person, and he's got a bad week, so maybe that would cheer him up. Name the baby after him. And it would be a sign of unity because it's a, it's, a, it's a biracial baby, a mixed-race baby. And so it's a sign of, like, you know, uh... Like, he wouldn't, you know, it's not exactly something he would endure. Well, I don't call him a racist or anything. I mean, it, it's, it'd be a, a, a olive branch to uh, less tolerant people, let's just say. Um, so I nominate that we name the baby Nick DiPaolo Windsor. Um, I know they picked Archie already, but I think go for it. You know, change it. You're, you literally run the country. You're, you're the sovereigns. Uh, why not name it? Why not name it Nick DiPaolo uh, dash um, Casper the Friendly Ghost Windsor, and just um, yeah. So that's a happy baby. It's a happy baby. It's healthy. Uh, I guess it's a boy if his name is Archie. Um, so congratulations to Prince Harry, who um, I have not heard back on whether or not he bombed in the hospital. I, I mean, speculation abounds. Uh, I assumed it might have happened. Uh, you can look at last week's episode for more details on that. But uh, a lot of people are flurry with this law in Georgia. Um, speaking of babies, and uh, we go from a happy story of babies to one of, uh, I don't know what. Um, Georgia's passed a law where basically they call it a heartbeat law, saying that, you know, we're not going to allow you to have abortions on any kind of 
case, uh, a baby, a fetus uh, that has a detectable heartbeat, which basically means six weeks, which is before most people even know they're pregnant. Um, so it's effectively seen as a ban on abortion in Georgia. Um, people are outraged. Uh, legitimately so. Look, I, I don't, first of all, I, I know it bears repeating. I don't know where we get off pretending that the people who oppose abortion are meaningfully uh, care about what happens after a baby's born. Uh, and more, also, equally as importantly, you're endorsing the killing of babies around the world. I mean, when a Navy SEAL shoots, again, someone asked me on Twitter, well, how many times are going to mention a Navy SEAL shooting a, a, a six-year-old Yemeni girl? Many times I fucking want. All right, this is not, this is not the Navy SEAL fan club. If you want that, go fucking go on Charlie Sheen, Sheen's Twitter or fucking you know go go to Chris Kyle's website. Was he a SEAL? Who knows? Uh, go get that guy who 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 supposedly uh, took uh, took a what's the word? Not blame. What's the opposite of blame? Credit for killing Bin Laden, which uh, listen to Seymour Hersh is a bullshit story. But this guy uh, apparently didn't believe in the, the unit comes first and the only take personal glory. No, this fucking, you know, got this tough guy. Oh, yeah, you, sh- you shot a guy who was, look, if the story's even true, you shot a guy who was sh- jerking off into the same bucket he was shitting into. All right? Some fucking old man on dialysis. Oh, you you, you, know, you, you think I'm, I'm fucking going to give you, like, props for killing me a lot? You know, you fucking, why don't you shoot a moving target, you fucking yuts? You fucking sick. I'm fucking sick of the. Yes, you were trained for fucking 15 years and you're an elite killer and you killed some old man. Like, I'm not. It's not even the fact that you did it. Like, whatever. Of course, you're going to take the, take the shot. But, like, that. This is not, like, some fucking amazing shot that, like, you. Like, right, look, I know, you know, we're told that it's not about personal glory and we're going to fucking, you know, always, you know, just let the unit stand as the unit and not fucking take credit. But no, but in this case, I, I really have to take credit. No, you didn't have to, right? You're looking at. I'm, this this is this is the, the the myth fall apart of you fucking you know oh these, these, these men are sacrificing and they're fucking for themselves they're fucking look I'm not people like to kill all right let's not can't pretend that some people don't like to kill and I'm not gonna pretend like the kind of person who excels all the way to the fucking you know an elite soldier status is uh, somehow some benevolent king some fucking just you know he he could have been a nurse but he decided to fucking sacrifice. And uh, doesn't enjoy his job at all. All right, uh, it'd be a massive coincidence if you ask me if some of these people didn't like killing. Uh, and I, you know, I get it. It's part of humanity or whatever the fuck. You know, we killed before. So I got to do something with that energy, I guess. I mean, some people jerk off and some people kill people. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but what was the point? Uh, Navy SEALs. I don't know. Oh, oh yeah. So we, you know, we're shooting people all around the world, and. Uh, you know, no one's batting an eye about, you know, what these fucking, you know, the troops are doing. We got to defend the troops. We got to fucking watch out for the troops. All oh, the troops. Oh, no, the troops might, they might end up shooting some four-year-old. Doesn't matter. Fucking. <sighs> can't have abortions, though. You can't fucking terminate some fucking kid who doesn't have brain, is it brain waves? I don't fucking know. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? Like, this is. A uh, clear-cut case of uh, people not giving a shit about, you know, the autonomy of women, about their ability to control their own lives. I'm not saying there's not more to it. Happy Mother's Day, by the way. Uh, I'm not saying there's not more to it if you are someone who's uh, 
sympathetic to the Catholic Church's view uh, of you know every life matters, and yeah, I, I get that people think that, but if you really break it down, it seems to be kind of convenient that uh, life you know matters only when as much as we can kind of you know use it as a you know way to fucking put women into a fucking you know harness. And uh, also, can we pretend like the Catholic, the Catholic, the Catholic Church cares? The Catholic Church only cares about not killing kids because they need some other kids to fuck. All right, we just elephant in the room here. All right, you fucking what? You, you afraid it's gonna dr- dry up? You gotta eat every, every life you can so you can fucking stick your dick near it in it. Whatever. I mean, I don't want to make light of it, but let's not pretend. I mean, is it, is it when's it gonna be enough? When's if you have a problem with that? When's it gonna be enough? Fucking kids getting you know fucking raped and killed and uh, abducted by priests that you know where that's not taboo to say where it's like oh not all priests you know now is that the hashtag not all priests i mean the pope's involved every cardinal these cardinals are involved it's not a few stray fucking you know priests here uh, but they're gonna tell us you know what we should do about kids how about the catholic church takes a fucking takes a fiver and you know stays out of our, the business of uh what gets done to kids and doesn't get done to kids all right i think they've uh lost a bit of credibility in that case you know call me a whatever um it's also a coward i mean look the law of the land is uh i guess this is to trying to push the supreme court to uh Eventually, you know, the, the idea is that it's going to get challenged, of course, and then it goes to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court's going to, you know, rule, and hopefully in their favor. And um, I guess that's the way the case law works in this country. You can't say it's cowardly per se, but it does seem like a cowardly... It, it seems like a bullshit law. Like the idea, you either outlaw or you don't. I mean, this idea that, like, there's nothing in Roe v. Wade uh, saying, like, anything about heartbeats. Um I think the science about heart. I mean, where did, where does a heartbeat become the crucial element of it? How about brain waves? I mean, you know, your heart can keep beating while you're brain dead. Doesn't mean you know. I guess you're still a valid person, but I've seen the brains of people who are brain dead. You know, literally held them in my hands. Uh, they're mushy as all shit. I mean, that's the thing. But you don't necessarily realize that. Um, but you know, their brains at best are a little slimy because I used to, have to take pictures of the brains and prop them up on these. Uh, we used to use the paper towels um, and make a little ring. Out of the, like the kind of paper towels you'd find in the shitty like public school bathroom, uh, or in this case, or Catholic school in my case, same ones. Those like really just crappy brown paper towels. Literally, what we had, and we we we'd take a you know a bit of that, and we'd roll it up into a we kind of roll it up into like a cylinder, and then make a ring out of the cylinder, um, and then we'd use that as kind of a cradle, not so much to hold it like a hold, like the weight of it, but just to kind of. A circle that would kind of not, because uh, the slime would connect with, because the board we were putting on was a very slippery board. It was called, I, I want to say loose sight, but I don't think it was loose sight, but it was some something like that. It was uh, like a, a metal, a, a black, uh, not metal, but like a, like a hard, like deep, hard plastic with a shiny, uh, reflective kind of coating to it. And uh, so was, the brain would slide around. And uh, so the job would be to, Part of the, and look, it's not. This is not the only thing we have because it is a tricky part of the job. Because uh, it would just get it, brains. You know, at best, I'm saying it was slippery, but there's varying degrees of it, and that's what we're getting at here. Because uh, it's also moving around as you're trying to position it, and the goop it leaves under it, a brain is. 
once I've did it for a while, you learn to manage it. But it, it's, when you first encounter it, it's unwieldy. Because look, don't forget, I've mentioned before, but all these pictures have to be clean. That's the thing. It's blood, it's brains inside people's bodies. But they're going to a, you know either court or uh, lawyers or some kind of deposition. Whoever's whoever's using these pictures, maybe in the trial, uh, maybe just in yeah, you know, they're, they're medical records, right? They can't they can't. You know, and reality is, you look at an autopsy room while doing an autopsy, it's a goddamn mess, but not like, I mean, because you're cutting open the body, there's you know, flesh in there, there's blood, there's just fat you know, lying around, uh, sh- literally shit uh, is being, some of it's being extracted, but some of it's just like, on, you know, in the table. There's a lot of stuff in the human body. Um, and, even, and no one's doing anything crazy in there, but it gets messy. The table gets messy, but you know, when the time comes down for a picture, you gotta fucking, you know, you gotta clean all that up. You gotta clean the shit. You gotta clean the guts. You gotta clean, you know, everything, excess pooling of blood you want to kind of stop that up with a sponge. Because the point is to be kind of, you know, sterile and clinical about it. I mean, you could argue the, the there's no morality to it, but you could argue the, I don't know, the desire for it to be antiseptic or not. Philosoph- philosophy of it, you can argue, I guess. But for me, it was a challenge. It was, it was part of the challenge of the job of, you know, Main, you know, getting quality pictures, well exposed and well composed, and also you know, clean. You know, just, so the brain, it's got to be, uh, you know, that goop would be something you have to like. When you tried to wipe it up, it would make more of a mess. You have to kind of do what you might see in a movie or you know, a documentary about like a high end kitchen when they have like that dressing that, that was syrupy. It's like a thing in high end cuisine when they have like the green goop, the green sauce on the plate, and they, like, want to make just, like, kind of, like, they, they drop it with the, the dropper, and they make a nice, like, clean, uh, they use it on the, on the rim. They take, like, a rag, and they, like, and they clean the rim of it, so you, you get that weird little pooling, but, you know, the, the edge of the plate doesn't get messy. And that's what we do. We basically have to have a firm hand and wipe. That's the key thing, is pressure while you're cleaning the, around the brain. Um... And the whole, all of this is to say that, you know, basically when you're brain dead, um, it's a lack of oxygen to the brain. And the brain literally starts to fall apart. And like, people who've been in comas for years before, before they die, it would be like a soupy mess almost. There'd be still, still be some structure, but like it would barely hold together. Um, just kind of uh, like, that's what you realize. It's like, you know, maybe science can fix some things one day. Uh, I don't know how you're going to fix someone who's been, if someone's in a coma, like, you know, I hear about Michael Schumacher. I don't know what his status is. If you're not familiar with Michael Schumacher, he was in the Formula One world champion seven times, which I used to be into Formula One a lot. And uh, he took a header while he was skiing in the Alps a bunch of years back. Uh, and, uh, you know, he was in a coma for years. He's, he's No one knows, that, you know, really uh, if he's even awake right now. I've heard he might be awake, so maybe it doesn't apply to him. But people who are brain dead, like Terry Schiavo, for instance, I don't... Their brains are soup. So these babies, uh, you know, that's more important is the brain status. You know, like, you know, because brain, you know, the heartbeat, these people, those people have heartbeats, but their brains are, you know, and again, I don't want to be insensitive. Happy Mother's Day again. But uh, their brains are kind of soup. So, but they still have heartbeats. The heartbeat can't be the crucial thing to me. Um, you know, it's got to be maybe brainwave. But also, look, there, there could be a fine line. Uh, I, I don't think that m- most people who get abortions are people doing it flippantly. Let's, let's establish that, first of all. Um, it's not something women tend to take lightly. I mean, some people might. Some women do. It's there, look, it's not the... You can be sympathetic 
to the idea of it, right? You can go, look, it's a sh- it's it's I believe it's a life and it's a shame. But the reality is, like, what else do we do? Like, why is this your priority? Why are why is your priority to say fuck a kid? Like, let the kid uh, live. But then, you know, who gives a shit after that? I'm not just talking about like you know getting people out of poverty, but just you know, just how about, how about us just stop killing people around the world, taking over fucking you know countries with the resources indirectly or indirectly? I mean, how about we do something about you know this gigantic war machine that we've built instead of uh, worrying about you know some fucking fetus which you know maybe we should have to like have people sponsor this kid right like if you you come for an abortion and uh they say well you can't have an abortion uh you should have to sponsor that kid and um you know basically put him through school maybe buy him some socks um just buy him toys i don't know it'd be nice it'd be a nice gesture i mean look if, if you're gonna outlaw it for sure, then you need to do this. I mean, maybe you have to be the kid's new godfather, but not like you don't get to be replaced the godfather, but you you become a different type of godfather. So some like guy in Georgia who's some supposedly Catholic fucking guy has to like you know go and take the kid to Arby's every once a year. Um, again, this is not. Uh, I prefer just get rid of the law, but if we're gonna keep the law, there should be some kind of incentive, you know, some nice perks. Maybe you buy the kid a scooter. Um, you take him to Disneyland. You know, there's money to be had here. We're spending millions of dollars on missiles. You can't buy this kid a fucking milkshake. That's what I'm saying. Like, why? You know, teach him how to fucking you know do crew. Like, be a like, race crew. I'm sure some of these guys went to good schools and they race crew like in a social network with those uh, with those Winehousing twins, whatever his name were the Funkhousers, the Wigglevoss, Wigglevoss twins, who uh, invented Facebook apparently and. Was stolen from them. They, you know, how have we just have the Winklevoss twins, you know, pledge their fucking money to help aborted fetuses, you know, otherwise would be aborted fetuses learn to row crew. That might be do something. How about every fetus that wants to get aborted, or the mother who wants to abort it, if you want, if you want to keep it illegal, then like that's the thing because it, it tends to. I, I assume it. I'm assuming I've heard this in the past. I can't guarantee 100% with you know raw data. I'll follow up in another episode maybe on that. But I think a lot of it is uh, lower income people, people, people with no great opportunities. I mean, some of it's people who want to postpone the you know having a family until they're in a better position. Which God forbid you want to you know uh, control your destiny in this country uh, and not be you know owned by Nabisco. Um, Nabisco should also they should give Ritz crackers to all these fucking kids. Um, some you know the Winklevoss twins should really have a you know I, I'm calling it out, but let's have a hashtag Winklevoss uh fetal uh fetal party. So that would be a long hashtag, but I'm gonna start the hashtag uh Winklevi. We'll call it Winkle because people call them the Winklevi, right? Because they're Winklevoss twins. So the Winklevi fetal party. Um. And it'll be a big gala that they throw every year. We're going to basically pressure them. We're going to browbeat them. Um, this is going to be... I'm, I'm, I'm counting on you people out there. We're going to exert some pressure on the Wigglevoss twins. Because I say the Koch brothers. But the Koch brothers don't give a shit. They have no... Um, you can't get to them. There's no shame with the Koch brothers. They are soldiers through and through. They're, they're killers. They'll fucking put their name... On a fucking you know Lincoln Center, when like half the people who work you know they gladly see half the people who work at Lincoln Center executed probably, and if that's if that's slander, you know I'd love for you know these things to get out there and then someone call it slander. At least people 
I know that, you know, they got the message. Um, it's not slander. I said probably. I'm not a lawyer, but, you know, come at me, Koch brothers. I'm not afraid of the Koch brothers. I mean, when they're going to kill me, I mean, I mean I'm happy with Lucy. I mean, our life is nice, but, I mean, maybe I do want to live. Things You know, I, I used to be the more of, like, I live in a garbage can, kill me. But still, what they, I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be Michael Hastings me. They're going to fucking, you know, I don't drive anymore. So you have to fucking, you know, get to a lot of Uber drivers and, and, and make their fucking cars sweep off the road if you want to get me killed. Uh, it's a nice perk of not driving. You can't, you know, remote control my car into a tree. Like you do with Hastings, you fucking scumbags. So come at me. Um, but yeah, the Winklevoss twins, it should be a gala. Um, there should be pictures of them as fetuses they wear as a... Um, some kind of badge, um, you know, like an ultrasound picture. And uh, this is me, and um, you should have to fucking sponsor these kids and get them, you know, buy them, buy them some books, buy, you know, buy them, teach them to code. I mean, the whole hashtag, you know, uh, what's that coding thing? Learn to code. Is, is it learn to code or teach to code? I think it's learn to code. I mean, the whole learn to code thing, I don't want to jump on any bandwagons. This has been in the news for a while. But you know, Twitter apparently bans people because learn to look. look is it kind of, is Twitter anti-conservative? I mean, it may be, it may be, but it's also let's not pretend like conservatives in the, the act as conservatives on Twitter uh, are doing so the same way that liberals do on Twitter. I'm not saying you know people people will compare like campaigns of you know harassment by let's just say you know conservative. Groups, not groups even, but like, you know, like minded groups of people, uh, trashing people on Twitter, doxing people. I mean, just, I, I, oh, can't you fuckers get offline? What, like, I mean, honestly, either way, what do you all. I have, like, you know, my followers on Twitter. I'd love some more, I guess, but I mean, people interact. You're going to start harassing me? I mean, I, my Twitter fucking shows like 100 notifications on the badge. I go in there, it's nothing. I don't know how to turn it off. If anyone can help me turn off all these notifications, um, I would love that. Because I'm just constantly seeing like 25 things. I go in there, and no one's interacting with me. Um, and like sometimes it'll go to 26, and that will be someone interacting with me. This is the number the one extra. So I don't know. Like, if you are getting harassed on Twitter, I mean, just use it less. But, you know, also you shouldn't harass people. But, I mean, you can, listen, and pretend the conservatives aren't. Like the whole like learn to code thing, like you know, oh, we're making fun of journalists for uh, saying coal miners should learn to code. Well, maybe they should learn to code. I mean, what do you want people to do? Stay in coal mines? It's a shitty job. I mean, do you ever read uh, Road to Wigan Pier? Uh, which is, I think I, people, some, I bring it up. People are like, oh, fucking uh, Jordan Peterson recommends that. Like, if is that where you got it from? You got you got it from Jordan Peterson? You got Gulag or Pelago from Jordan? Pe- no, idiot. I don't need Jordan Peterson to tell me to read books, all right? It's not obscure. It's fucking Orwell and, and the Gulag. It's fucking, you know, Gulag Archipelago is not an obscure book. I don't need some fucking Canadian, you know, uh, just like with a milk toast fucking philosopher, psychiatrist to tell me to read the fucking Gulag Archipelago, all right? I've heard of social needs since I was like fucking 12. I'm not saying I finished the book, but, you know, like, I don't need this fucking can- this Canuck. That ra- I can say it, right? They're Canadians. Uh, I don't know. You can't say Canuck anymore. Is that, is that probably a thing? That's not a race, right? It's just a, it's just a country. But, uh, no. So, point is, 
Jordan Peterson should have to like sponsor a kid. I mean, that would be great if Jordan Peterson sponsored a fetus. This is my fetus. His name is Clyde. Uh, all he does is read the Google. I'm not saying I want, you know, it'd be the greatest life, but I mean, he should have to maybe read the Google Archipelago and uh, to the kid uh, and tell him why, uh, how he cries for the men who uh, talk to him over Skype chat uh, with his therapy sessions. I mean, you know, because he's so touched by how, uh, how fucking moved he is because these men have a hard time in his modern age. You need meaning in your life. You need meaning in your life. Yeah, no shit. What do you want me to do? Fucking go. Why am I going to find my meaning, Mr. Peterson? By fucking yelling, browbeating some woman to not get an abortion? That meaning? Hey, what are you? What are you? Some kind of slut who has sex and then gets, you know, come inside you? Don't get come inside you. Jordan Peterson says so. I mean, what do you want me to do? Is that meaning enough for you? Why? I mean, look. I, I mean, the, Alyssa Milano uh, caught some heat because she offered up the idea of a new uh, hashtag, I think it was. I'm not sure if the hashtag is sex strike, maybe. Because I don't know if you're familiar, but Alyssa Milano was actually the one behind uh, co-opting the Me Too hashtag. I say co-opted because I think it was being used by minority women and, you know, uh, disadvantaged, otherwise disadvantaged women. Uh, and it wasn't catching heat, but the Who's the Boss uh, star, Alyssa Milano, uh, the star of Charmed, which I think was also in the WB, uh, she started to use it, and it took off, and now she's back. I mean, that was a big hit. If you're just starting hashtags, that's a big one. Um, so you got to be proud of that. And then uh, she's trying to follow up by having a sex strike. Um which didn't go well. Uh, apparently, people, uh, women, were saying that you know they shouldn't have to uh, withhold their sexual pleasure in order to you know have autonomy over their bodies. We're like, yeah, sure, you shouldn't have to. Um, but what are you going to tell you? I mean, like, I I think you should stop. Uh, everyone should stop jerking off. Uh, stop fucking until uh, for a lot of things. Maybe we can. You know, I would love to get the show Rubicon back on the air. Um, you know, it ended after season one. It dealt with a lot of interesting themes of the, the intelligence community and uh, military-industrial complex, and kind of going almost like a quasi nine eleven scenario. Um, maybe I'll stop. I'll, I'll stop jerking off until Rubicon gets back on the air. I mean, I, I, these if these strikes aren't going to work anyway, maybe I can get some publicity for my favorite shows. Um, also, and I think in the same year, a show on FX called Terriers, which I very much enjoyed. It was Donald Loge. I didn't think it'd be as good as it was. But it was kind of a Chinatown-esque kind of show, like a modern-day Chinatown almost, with Private Eye. Uh, that was great, too. Only last the season as well. So I will stop jerking off. I will stop putting things in my ass uh, until Rubicon and Terriers get a reboot. Now, I'm not sure if I want a reboot. This brings up an interesting topic. Why do we want reboots? Because I'm not even sure I want it. I mean, I am, you, you're hard-pressed to find someone who loves Arrested Development as much as I do. I'm not saying I'm the biggest, but I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of the first three seasons. I loved it. I think it was great. Um, you know, it might even be, if I'm being objective, not necessarily my, you would, on paper, wouldn't be my favorite show. Very quippy, I guess. Like, uh, the lines are very tightly written, which, I mean, I'm not against that, but I mean, I'm a little more, I like, I tend to lean to, usually more towards, like, raw, uh, visceral comedy, I guess. But it works incredibly well. The, I mean, if you haven't seen it, go watch the first three seasons. I can't tell you how shitty the redone version is. I mean, it ended in 2006. 
Um, and some people were saying the last se- the last half season on, in 06 wasn't, you know, the best thing ever. Some people shit on it. I think it was fine. But, I mean, I do see how it, was, it might have been running out of steam even at that point. I mean, some shows, you have your run. I mean, in Britain, they do shows six episodes, you know, maybe two times. I mean, other shows get more. But, I mean, you know, maybe three or four series. But there's six episode seasons. They don't go on forever. This idea that you need to... So a theme we've brought up many times in this show, but like you don't, you can like something. It doesn't mean you want more of it. I don't want a sequel to Apocalypse Now. All right, I don't want to. I I just watched All the Presidents of Men again. It was on Netflix. I love that movie. I mean, you know, there's a. I I can't vouch for it completely anymore. You know, Woodward probably probably is a. If it's not a CIA agent, a, a asset that is used by the CIA, um, maybe not. But it does seem a lot of things point to that. A lot of information points to that, and people, you know, basically said that. And um, it makes you wonder about, you know, and if you look at Russ Baker's book, uh, Family Secrets, a lot of uh, the incidents, you know, surrounding Watergate, um, you know, were, were they perhaps was Nixon less culpable than it seems? Uh, it's possible. I mean, like at the very least, the smoking gun situation uh probably wasn't as big a smoking gun as they make it out to be but look he was into some shit he was a dirty guy um were the guys around him that made him look dirtier than he was i don't know the movie's great though i love the movie do i want a sequel do i want a reboot no i don't know why you need reboots of everything i don't know why you need to have your fandom re like it's never as good i mean mad max fury road might be the only thing the only thing ever that was like oh this is actually we're happy this came back. This was good. This was uh, even better than the old ones. And here's the difference. No one asked for it. I mean, I'm sure there's a few Mad Max fanatics who were, you know, excited, who might have been asking for a new one. But, you know, this was something George Miller wanted to do for decades. Uh, I didn't feel like the technology was there, was ready for it. Uh, I guess he had to go make big Babe Pig in the City to learn the tricks of CG. And uh, you wouldn't have thought that would teach you everything you needed to know, but it apparently did. It was a great movie. But, like, point to one of the fucking thing that's uh, that's good when you bring up the Ghostbusters. And it's not because of the women. Just, the movie's garbage. I finally watched it relatively recently. Uh, total trash. Um, just, a, I mean, just embarrassing slop. It was, I mean, and it's remarkable because I'm a Paul, I was a Paul Feig fan. I mean, I liked... Uh, Freaks and Geeks. I think he was also involved in Underclad. I'm not sure about the other show by Apatow he made right after some of the same people. But either way, I mean, Freaks and Geeks is great. Um, I like Bridesmaids a lot. The Bridesmaids is a you know, very funny movie. I've only seen it, you know, maybe once, but great. I, I've watched it again sometimes. It was, I saw something in the laundromat, you know, not too long ago, and I want to rewatch that. I mean, so you, you look at that and you go, how, like, you would think, how bad could it be? I like all the actresses. Um, you know, they're all, I mean, Kate McKinnon's great. Uh, fucking blanking on some of the other ones. Kirsten Wig, great. Um, you know, Lovely Jones, I think, is, uh, very funny. I mean, you know, on SNL, she tends to just flub her lines a lot. But I think she's got great comic energy. She wasn't flubbing lines in this, so it didn't matter. It's just, the movie was crap. The script was bad. Uh, it wasn't directed well. No one gave a shit. The acting was just, like, it was, why, you know, so whatever. Like, you know, what else? There's fucking, uh. Rest of development. I mean, name anything. Name anything. Because the X Files. No one gave a shit about that coming back. It's all shit. The Star Wars movies all suck. 
not just the last one. People, if you shit on again, I'm gonna bring it up again two weeks in a row. But if you shit on the last one, uh, you know, shout out to a guy named there's a guy on Twitter named Mauler, uh, or not Twitter, I guess on Twitter, but YouTube. Uh, his things are a little long sometimes, but he, he made these long fucking uh, thing. He he hates you know the last Star Wars movie, but you know. He did. He brought up something which I've been saying since the jump too. That the first one was shit. The first new one, The Force Awakens, dog shit. It's like it's just paint by numbers, like soft reboot. Like why do you need this? Just watch the old thing. You're just as bad as Lucas if you think he shouldn't have put the the special edition and the Greedo shooting first. Like you're just as bad if you want to redo it. Watch old shit. Watch shitty. I'm watching old Presidents Men. It's a dry, um, very like kind of. I don't know, what's the word? I mean, I like things that are a little more esoteric. I like Michael Clayton a lot. You ever see Michael Clayton? Watch it, but I don't know if you're going to like it as much as me. I like All the President's Men. Uh, a lot of those 70s, like the French Connection, and like those that 70s style of uh, um, the same, like, the original Pelham 1, 2, 3. There's a certain kind of energy to that. Not all of it's as dry as All the President's Men. Uh, it's not like a boring movie, but it's, look, you, you these movies are made in a way where it's like, you know, it's, Taking the elements of drama and like you know suspense and but you're putting instead of someone punching each other or whatever the fuck and it's from Char Chase, it's like guys reporting and researching and like in, in the library. Like it used to be the whole thing where you can make anything interesting. Now the, the people out there they just want I don't know what you want. You want the same story. Like stop going to see the same thing over and over again. I mean Marvel did an interesting thing with this whole the MCU. I thought Endgame ended great. That's a great. A lot of these movies are crap, but I mean, the, the whole project was ambitious, so you can't knock it too much. And it is probably better than like what you had in the, in the decade before, which was just you know, uh, over and over Bruckheimer films and, and and Transformers films. But I mean, look, so I'm a little guilty of the. With, and look, look at Game of Thrones. I mean, it's like you know, if you can't even let a show end now uh, without going to shit. Uh, and you wanted to bring it back. Like, that's the thing. Like, how many, there's a handful of shows that, like, really even ended well and, like, made the whole thing where it felt like, you know, Dancer Shield, which is the best, uh, in, in that regard, uh, as far as being a whole story. The Wire is right up there with it. The Wire, I felt the last season, great, but <sighs> just like, I mean, we're talking about mar- thin margins of difference, you know, but, uh, The Americans was great. Um, yeah, you know, Breaking Bad. I'm, you know, I'm a little outspoken. It's, it's, it's still a great show, but you know, it's, it's a little overrated. It just gets annoying when someone's like, oh, "I love Breaking Bad." I love. The f- I don't want to spoil it for you, but I love the part where fucking, you know, uh, the dad from Malcolm in the Middle fucking, you know, shits cancer shits and then fucking becomes the king of Arizona meth. But then, like, they never watch anything go- otherwise good. You know, they don't watch the Americans. They they let that fucking shit fall apart. You know, Rubicon's gone because they won't watch that. But you know, they keep, keep rewatching Breaking Bad. It's a fine show, though. Uh, you know what else is there? This fucking uh, Sopranos is great. I mean, look, point is, a hand- these, these are like we talk about the golden age of television, but it's a handful of shows that really made it all the way through without being terrible. And you want to bring them back? You want to fucking like just? It's just. You're being lazy. You're being, and I get it. I watched The Office more times than I want to count. The American Office, which I didn't even like at first, uh, it grew on me. But the very, you know, I, I, there's a time where I would just kind of come home and, and I not want to think about what I was watching. I would just turn that on, and it was lazy. And was, so I'm not judging you from a place of, uh, you know, being some perfect. You know, I'm obviously not. You know, 
I have my my foibles, but the best let's not pretend like like don't clamor for more office. You know, just take what you have. Take the slop you have. Why don't you go watch a Tarkovsky film? Go watch Ivan's Childhood. It's fucking fantastic. Go watch Stalker. Go watch fucking the original Solaris, even if you, if you want something you've heard of. Uh, you know, go watch them. You know, so get get out there. Fucking you know, meet your congressman. Go go take him out to dinner. Can you take your congressman out to lunch? I would love to do that. I would love to get a, a nice pastrami sandwich with my congressperson and you pick their brain. That should be something you have to do. If you if you 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 should have a lottery. Uh, I don't I don't know what it has to do with shows, but the point is like stop going. Why is your childhood so important to you? What do you What are you trying to like? Was what, 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 you just get blowjobs as a kid like that you liked? I mean that's like consensually. That's not a thing, I guess you can't. But I mean, like, was was it just some great fucking thing? Like my childhood was fine. Uh, I don't like I don't know the things I liked as a kid. I liked Exo Squad. It's, it's you know I liked fucking Bucky O'Hare. And the Ghostbusters cartoon, I don't watch them now. I'm an adult, and like there are some things that can straddle it. Like if you have kids, show them Star Wars, show them Star Trek. But why do you need to keep repeating? You know, finding these fucking. Pe- it's just it's just bizarre to me. You know, go go play racquetball, go learn how to fucking you know carve wood, go learn how to fucking you know make a synthesizer. When I was a kid, I built my own synthesizer. I'm, you know, it's funny. I'm back into making beats again, so you know, maybe I'll change the theme song for this show. I don't really call it making beats. I make electronic music. I'm not, I'm not some guy who's trying to, you know, go to Jay Z and be like, hey, you want to buy some of my beats? I mean, maybe I should. I, can, I you know, I should probably focus on make because my my songs have been somewhat meandering sometimes, or I don't know. I, I have different tastes, but uh, maybe that'll be my goal for the year is to try to sell Jay Z a beat, or if you look. You, uh, podcast at gmail.com or at Ray Kump. You know, let me know what rapper you think I would be best suited to selling beats to because I'm, I got, you know, I'm using Reason again. Um, you know, Propelhead reads a program and I'm just making music. It's kind of, I'm, I'm liking it. And I used to make synthesizers when I was a kid when I was into this stuff and I built one once. Um, out of the back of some fucking elect- how to do electronics book from Radio Shack. They had a voltage control oscillator and a fucking low, uh, was it a low pass filter? High resonance filter. I built these things. I had capacitors and resistors. I don't know if they still. I mean, by the time I got to it, Radio Shack was declining as far as a place you can go uh, and get like electronic components. I mean, like I'm talking about like circuits, like a resistor. I mean, if you're not familiar with a resistor, is I mean, basically you have a power source and you and you and you, and you, and you let's just say you're going to a light. A resistor is something that would like be a little cylinder. And it would go, it would go in between and like reduce the amount of electricity. It would kind of absorb, I guess, for lack of a better term, electricity uh, that go into the light from the power source. So, like, you know, and the capacitor would kind of charge up like a battery. These little things, these little fucking pieces of, I don't know, the silicone or whatever, and, and like you know, circuits you buy. Like this is the kind of shit I did. I was a fucking, I was out there. I was doing crazy shit, and. uh I was using what's called a breadboard. The breadboard's basically instead of like you know soldering wires and shit, you just plug uh, there's a bunch of holes, and you basically kind of use that as kind of temporary like trying stuff out before you solder it together. So I built a rudimentary synthesizer using that, and then I tried to get my dad to, you know to help me solder because he used to solder like my headphones when they would break, um, which I guess is a different thing than soldering circuits because I took the whole thing apart, and then after two seconds he like I can't do this, and he couldn't uh, help me. And so my synthesizer was lost to that. 
I could have put it back together, but I didn't. I guess I was just lazy uh, or just disheartened. And I was thinking, like, I lost all my stuff in the storage unit anyway. Uh, years later, so I would have lost that thing. I would have hurt if I lost that thing I built as synthesizer. So it's probably for the best that it just failed. But those are the kind of things you can try. But stop fucking that. Wait, you want another fucking season of uh, what, the West Wing? I, mean, I love Aaron Sorkin, but I don't want more West Wing. Just stop asking for more. Stop. I mean, Netflix. Like, stop. You're just watching trash. Like, I'm, I'm sure Umbrella, Umbrella Academy looks fine, but it's probably not going to be great. The Golden Age of TV is over. It is over. Game of Thrones is terrible now. And even if it wasn't, it's the last season. You know, if you have a better show, you, you come at me with it. You fucking tell me about it. At Ray Kump. You fucking Kump Podcast. Kump Pod. At Gmail. Whatever. At Ray Kump. Uh... You fucking tell me, because I mean, I'm pretty sure there's nothing great left. It's all in the past. Uh, and I'm not going to. There's something about when they just need too much content. There's too many competing. That's a weird thing about capitalism. Maybe this is, there is something to this. I mean, the alternative isn't great. It's not better. But there is a, this is the, once you have, when you have all this competition, sometimes when, when it's, you know, there was something about having to get, you wouldn't have thought that the networks were doing that much, right? I'm watching this fucking show. What's this guy? I don't critique comics on here, but yeah, whatever. I mean, I'll, I'll, um, you, you uh, what do you call it? You fucking some comedy show. You, you should leave. I think you should leave. And a lot of it's very funny. It's just very. It's kind of. This is not an example of something that sucks. It's an example of something I like a lot. Um, and then some, but it's just very hit and miss. And I put it on the network. Uh, in this case, Netflix. I feel like they just don't care enough they don't care like they just need too much content and trying to fill this void and so it's just there's no one kind of guiding it because like you know i'm not saying there's a ton of trash on other networks but you see usually if it's good it's better than it's a little more consistent is all i'm saying and so i don't know but then again you watch ap bio i like the first season and the second season the first episode was terrible uh so maybe it's just it's it's something to think about because it's not about being better. I mean, this whole culture on YouTube about like shitting on these shows and like fucking what went wrong and some of it's good. It's like in one case, Lucy fucking sent me a link of a guy who rewrote the uh, the, the Game of Thrones episode three from this season, and which sounds douchey, but his his story actually was a better story to fit in with the whole thing better. But in most of these cases, uh, you know. It's these guys shitting on things, and it's like, you've never done anything. And I guess I find it a little frustrating. I mean, the lack of awareness on their part. We're just going to, like, you know, trash the work of, like, you know, at least people who are, like, somewhat accomplished. But there does seem to be an interesting thing of, uh, it's scary almost. Because people who do great work, like the guys who made Arrested Development, made a great show. And now it's just, they you lose it. And that's the scary thing. Sometimes you just lose it. And, uh... It makes you appreciate guys like Kubrick, who didn't lose it. He's also very—he was also very careful uh, about what projects he did. He took, you know, seven years between projects sometimes. And um, but yeah, it's, it's amazing how it can just all go away. Uh, you can have it, and then you lose it, and then it's just all shit. And there's nothing. There was something that's you like to think of your artists as you know these kind of wise. Uh, people have their hand on, you know, someone who's got, and maybe it's a metaphor for life. Because you like to think someone's got their hand, uh, as Thompson said in uh, Fear and Loathing, someone guiding the light at the edge of the tunnel. You know, someone someone who knows what's going on. Because it, it's also random. And the thing you love will turn to shit. And 
there's just no way around it. I mean, I wish there was. I mean, look, The Shield was great, but it's not like Sean Ryan made a bunch of shows after that that were great. Uh, the best you can hope for... Uh, hope for... What am I, fucking Ted Kennedy? The best you can hope for is to, you know, just come in for a good landing before it all goes away, you know, before you lose it. Uh, and then don't go, don't go back to the well. Just fucking let it stand. Uh, and that's the move. So that's a moral. That's a Mother's Day moral. So I guess in, to bring it to Mother's Day, you know, maybe don't have another kid. If you have a great kid, leave it. You know, if, you, if your kid sucks, maybe have another one. But uh, if you got two great kids, don't, you know, maybe don't try for a third. But who am I to tell you? That's for women to decide, not for me. And that's the biggest moral. Is let women decide what to do with their bodies and uteruses and uh, all that all that stuff. So uh, we're just going to wrap it up. I want to shout out to my patrons. Let's bring up uh, our list. You people are important to me. Diane Cage, Britt Poundtown, Michael Ricardo, Richard Hofstetter, Jason Duberville, Gary Barbera, Ryan LaRoque, Keith Veronese, Eric Frankel, and new this week, we have Gay Kump. Uh, I think it's kind of a problematic uh, name, I guess, in theory, but I'm going to use it as a chance to celebrate gayness. Um, and I hope that's what, and I'm assuming that's the intent of it, is to celebrate homosexuality and the freedom and the, and the beauty of it. So Gay Kump, uh, it's a, um, you know, don't be afraid to live your best life and come out and, you know, doesn't be just be happy. Um, so just that. Uh, also, last but not least, um, uh, what's Julian Assange? Julian Assange. Uh, we have not managed to get um any help to him yet, but I'd like to at least make him some soup. So Julian, if you're listening, listening, I hope you are. Uh, we're gonna try to get you some soup in prison. Uh, or something. Maybe maybe a biscuit. Maybe some kind of. Can you give soup to prisoners? I'm not sure. I know that Attica movie, they got the hot soup motherfucker, and he drew the soup, and they started a riot. So soup's probably a sensitive subject in prison, but maybe some kind of, like a, like a pudding. We can get him a pudding or buy him some ramen. I think that's currency in prisons. Um, so that'd be good. Something we have in common. We both like ramen. Uh, so, yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you can go you know, review me on uh, iTunes if you like. Uh, come podcast. Give us a five-star review or, you know, whatever you like. But, you know, uh, also... Listen to Our Love is Disgusting. Uh, our Love is Disgusting. Me and Lucy Steiner. It's our podcast. Uh, it's relatively new, I guess, at this point. But uh, check it out. I think it's great. Um, we talked about a lot, a lot of great stuff this week. Lucy's pop star career is taking off that I'm going to produce. Um, so check that out. Have a great at Ray Comp on Twitter and Instagram. Enjoy that. You know, uh, Check me out. Follow me. Interact with me. Tell me I'm a ba- dumb animal, whatever you like. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next week. Goodbye.